people get mad at me about that. And they're like, how dare you? I go to school for years to learn that stuff. And you just buy a book, read it one night and go. Well, the lesson is action beats education. That's the lesson. From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike. I'm here with Luke Aker. Yep, and I am your co-host. You are my co-host. We have decided that today, for these episodes that we recorded today are going to come out at separate times, but it's going to have the same vibe. They're back to back. No, today we're going to be talking about a really great topic, all about how to create a 90-day marketing plan. So if you're sitting there in your business and you're starting to look at 2021, you're starting to look at your goals, or you're looking to get a jump start right now, we're going to be walking through a 90-day marketing plan with our guest today. But before we introduce our guest, just want to remind everybody, we would love your support by going over to iTunes and leaving us a rating and a comment on the podcast. It really helps the podcast get more viewership. And it brings good karma to you. And it brings good (laughs) karma to you. How could you not leave a comment after hearing that? But no, definitely uh, help us out. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Spotify. Leave a comment on iTunes. Leave a review on iTunes. Really helps out the show. Helps us grow. When we're trying to get to that number one spot in marketing this year, we only have like two months What's the highest we've hit? 14? 14, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's painful. We're getting there. But our guest today, super excited about this. His name is Cody Butler. He is the number one best-selling author of Got Attitude and the 90-Day Marketing Plan. He's widely considered... Uh, as one of the world's leading experts on small business marketing and business growth, having been featured on Fox, ABC, and NBC, as well as consulting for corporations, sporting stars, and marketing celebrities. And he's coming live to us from Sydney, Australia, which we just found out is already tomorrow. (laughs) So he knows the future. He's going to give us some predictions. They're all going to come true. Cody, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, Cody, it's awesome to have you here, man. I would love for you to kind of share your story. I know we're going to jump into this whole idea of the 90-day marketing plan that you've created uh, for businesses, but I'd love to hear you know, your story, what led you to where you're at today, and then let's dive into what businesses should be doing in their first 90 days of marketing. Sure. So it starts, starts back in uh, sort of the mid-2000s, 2005, 2006, and uh, I was into the whole law of attraction. If you can believe it, you can achieve it, all that kind of stuff. And I'm not saying that's not true, but I, I was really thoroughly into that. And I, I was telling myself lots of lies. I'm wealthy. <laughs> I'm successful. You know, all, all of this stuff. And cut a long story short, it's like I really wasn't. So I, I, I went to visit my parents one day who lived about 75 miles away from me. This was 2009. And as I was leaving my mother's house, she, ha- she stopped me and she handed me $20 and said, take this $20 because I don't want to not see you for another month because you can't afford the gas to come back. Mm. And I took the money because she was right. I wasn't going to see her again. She wasn't going to see her son again for another month because I couldn't afford $20 of gas to come back and see my mother at the age of 35. Wow. After telling myself, I'm wealthy, I'm successful, I'm a, I'm a you know, successful entrepreneur, all this stuff, just lies, lies, lies. So the reality was I was on welfare. I was on government assistance. I was about $48,000 in debt at that time. And that hour and a half drive home, hour and 20 minute drive home, I mean, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, all I could say to myself was, this is disgusting. This is really disgusting. At this point in your life, Cody, you're 35. You should be supporting your parents and doing nice stuff for your parents, not taking $20 in gas money. You're not 17 anymore. Mm. So... 
at that point there, I made a decision. My, my life changed at that point. I said, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to rest until I resolve this, until I, I'm, I'm going to stop saying I'm successful and I'm going to start saying I'm not going to rest until I'm successful. Well, I'm going to stop saying I'm wealthy and I'm going to start saying I'm not going to rest until I become wealthy. I turn those affirmations around from being lies to being truthful. So I got up the next day, I went down to the government office, I canceled my welfare, I burnt my bridges. And let me tell you, that was tough because I needed that money. I wasn't, that wasn't gravy for my money for me. That was my rent. That was my food money. Wow. I really needed that money. But I asked myself the question, am I a welfare recipient? Is that my identity? Is that who I am? And if the answer is no, well, it doesn't matter what people tell you, right? If you want to know what somebody believes, look at their behavior, look at their actions. People, all, all kinds of stuff will come out of people's mouths. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not, but their actions don't lie. Mm. So it's like, I'm not a welfare recipient. I'm going to prove it to myself. Canceled the welfare and uh, Googled best paying jobs of 2010. I made $9,500 that year, by the way, 2009. <laughs> <laughs> Massive, right? So I Googled best paying jobs of 2010. Uh, local business marketing was on the list. And then I... I Google most in-demand jobs, same thing was there. So I got on Craigslist, started looking for, for marketing jobs. And uh, there was a local marketing agency that was looking for an SEO consultant. So I went down to the to, uh, Barnes & Noble bookstore, bought SEO for dummies, read it that night, went and got, went and got the job the next day, that two is, days later. That deserves an applause. That is the <laughs> worth the whole episode right there. Wow. <laughs> So the, the point is, that, like, people get mad at me about that. And they're like, how dare you? I go to school for years to learn that stuff. And you just buy a book, read it one night and go. Well, the lesson is action beats education. That's the lesson. Golden nugget. That, action beats everything. Like, action, tr action is the trump card. It's like, if you take action, that's going to trump anything anybody else has done that is not action, right? But anyway, so I started working for them. Uh, they, they taught me some marketing skills. And I started to see how much they were actually charging for marketing services. So I thought after a while, I thought, hmm, I can do this on my own. So I, I, I stepped out. I was working with uh, local friends and stuff who had little businesses. And I had one business. I took it from nothing, $250,000 and a couple of other success stories. So I thought I'd go out on my own. So in 2010, I started my own marketing agency based on sort of the information that I'd learned and some research and experience and free case studies and all that kind of stuff. And I went from, in 2009, I made, I think it was actually 9,700, just a decade ago now, I don't remember the exact number, it was sub 10,000. And then in 2010, I made just under $200,000. Wow. Just under 200,000. So completely turned it 20X to my life in, in, in basically a 12 month period, all based off the back of a decision. And then over a, you know, the next five or six years, I actually built that marketing agency into a multi-million dollar business and got some real genuine insight from the insiders, the challenges businesses face, the problems that they have, how most businesses approach, approach marketing and why it's really flawed at a very fundamental level. And uh, was able to see through working with hundreds of clients at that point, you know, what worked, what didn't work, and was able to formulate that into a, a really a, a pretty consistent plan that it's going to work. At the end of the day, you know, marketing is just math and, it's just math and psychology. That's all it is. It's not it's not mystic. It's not, mm. you don't have to pray for your marketing to work. You just have to be, you just have to follow the plan. So that after, well, we're a decade later now, <clears throat> I could just see this massive, massive need in the marketplace businesses. You know, a lot of people start a business, right? Because they, they have a passion. They love something. They're good at something. 
And they think that that's going to carry them through. But the reality is that the whole build it and they will come philosophy is flawed. It's, it doesn't, it's not true. Build it and you'll go broke if you don't have a good plan. It's actually mm. what you should, they should teach. Hmm. So I wanted, to, I wanted to make something, create something that would help these businesses that genuinely are adding value, genuinely do good in the world, genuinely the owner has a passion, but they just don't know how to market their business. And that's, what, that's where the 90-day marketing plan came about. It's like, what, what can I give that's going to give somebody a roadmap that's, that's going to succeed, that's going to get them the business that they need? Wow. So that, that's the last 10 years. Dude, there's like some of these, sometimes people give their story and I'm like, all right, let's get into the action. I've... Yeah, I just want to go deeper into the story. <laughs> dude. Wanna, that was great. I just want to think about that one for a minute. From yeah. 9,000 to 200,000 in one year, changing your mindset from telling yourself lies to telling you who you will no longer be. It reminds me of David Goggins, where he yeah. talks about, in a quote, I don't know if you're familiar with David Goggins or not, but man, this guy's like the toughest guy in the world. Yeah. But he talks about the same thing you do. It is like, there's a huge lie out there on this affirmation kick, where it's like, you're telling yourself you're a champion, you're telling yourself <laughs> you're great, you're telling yourself you're a millionaire, and he calls it a load of BS. Yeah. He says, that without the discipline, and that backs action. it up and the action yeah. that backs it up, it's just a lie. I think that right there is so, so powerful for people to grab hold of. It's like what you should be telling yourself is that I won't rest until I'm great. I mean, yeah. that is just incredible. Now, yeah. great story there. So, all right, let's talk about it then. Let's talk about the 90-day marketing plan. But first, of, first off, you said a lot of businesses are doing marketing wrong. What are they doing wrong? Well, they don't, they don't understand that they fundamentally don't understand what they're in the business of. Okay. They, they don't understand what they're doing. So let me, let me give you an example. I'm not talking about the Ray Kroc example with, you know, McDonald's, what brought businesses McDonald's in there in the business of real, real estate. estate. That's not what I'm referring to here. If you're, if you're a business owner, you're in the business of marketing. So let, let's say you're a chiropractor. If, you, if I speak to a chiropractor and I say, Mr. Chiropractor, what business are you in? And he will say, I'm in the business of fixing. I mean, I'm a chiropractor. That's my business. I'm in the business of fixing backs. So I'm like, no, 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 that's the product that you deliver. You're in the business of marketing. Because at the end of the day, you have to understand that marketing is the money part of your business. Hmm. With, we go into business to start money and it's like, I know people say, oh, there's other reasons. There's, you know, there's, there's lots of reasons. It's like, sure, there's, there's reasons to do good. There's reasons to provide more for other people. But there's charity and there's church for that as well, right? <laughs> there's, there's lots of places we can do good. We, we go into business. Let's just be honest. And you know, we're talking about being honest with ourselves. And, and let's just be on, honest. We go into business to make money. We go into business to create financial freedom. And the scorecard of business is your P&L. It's the bottom line. Right. It's the game and of capitalism. Yeah. If you don't understand that fundamentally, then you, you, you're not qualified to be in business at this point. You're going to fail. So you've got to understand that you're in the business of marketing and fixing backs is your, is your product. You're in the business of marketing and selling cars is your product. You're in the business of marketing and selling financial services or retirement plans or 401k. That, that's your product. You're not in the business of financial planning. You're in the business of marketing. So what we have to understand psychologically is that we will not behave in a way that's inconsistent with our, behavior, with our um, core identity for any length of time. So that's why changing my identity from, uh, say, I'm not a welfare recipient. That's not my identity. That's critical. Because if I'm, if I'm accepting welfare, I have the identity of a welfare recipient and I'm going to behave in a way that's consistent with a welfare recipient. And what, what does every single welfare recipient have in common? They're broke. Mm. They have no money. So I've got to adopt an identity that supports the outcome I'm looking for. Mm. Now, you can, 
you can have the identity of a business owner and spend all day doing tasks that don't generate money. I call it income generating activity. You can spend all day doing non-income generating activity. But as, if your identity is a marketer who owns a business, you, can't you will spend 80% of your day doing marketing activities, which is by default income generating. So the first thing that the first mistake that I see is people don't, un, they, they view themselves as a business owner instead of a marketer with a business. That's, mm. the, that's the biggest mistake that I see. How close are, are sales and marketing then in, in your, as you're speaking about this? Because like, we've always kind of looked at it as like, hey, you're not, in, you're not in this business, you're in the sales business. Like sales is what you do if you're a business owner, you have to do that. Are you kind of combining the two into one when talking about marketing being the business that you're in? Yeah, well, you, we've got to look at like, let, let, let's define, we're talking about marketing. I mean, definitions are very important, right? Because people listening to this, you know, that there's 10,000 people listening to this, there's probably 10,000 definitions of marketing, right? So we're having 10,000 conversations right now. So I, I would say like, for me, marketing is, is the process of presenting your products and services in such a way that creates eagerness and desire to purchase. Love that. Eagerness and desire to purchase. You can market your products in a way that doesn't create eagerness and desire, right? I'm, mm -hmm. I'm sure you see all the time ads on Facebook and stuff like that, and it does exactly the opposite to creating eagerness and desire. Right. It's, it creates irritation and <laughs> frustration. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so, so for me, that doesn't equal marketing. So, so marketing is, is the process of presenting your products and services in a way that creates eagerness and desire in the prospect purchase. So if we've done that, then the sales part is just... It, it's a glorified cashier at Walgreens or whatever, you know, mm. Walmart. It's like, that's all it is. If you've done the, sales, the marketing sales, right, the sales, the sales is not as critical or as valuable yeah, as the, in the process. Yeah, this, the, the actual sales part is just... It's yeah, just that's why they, out, right? they, you see it more and more with tech changing, people purchasing online. It's like drifting into one and the same. Yeah. It's like if, if you're a good marketer, you, you basically get people to buy. So that's what, I keep telling, that's what I keep telling Josh. Come on, man. You got to get these people I'm to buy. I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm telling myself that I'm a good marketer. Oh, man. All right, let's dive into it. 90-day marketing plan. How, how do we want to go through this? Do you want to start off? Like, what's the overview? Do you want to go into first 30 days? How do we want to tackle it? Yeah, so look, so I mean, like, the, the first thing we want to do, right, is you want to identify your, high, your highest revenue activity. So I call it income-generating activity. So this is what changed my mind. When I went from seven, uh, 9,700 to almost 200,000, that's about 185,000, something like that, before anyone calls me out on it and says you've posted something else somewhere else. It was about 185,000. I rounded up 200, right? <laughs> so but actually, uh, what actually made the difference was every task, I became very conscious of what I was doing on a daily basis. And every task of every day, I asked myself, is this income-generating activity? So. So right now I'm, I'm on a podcast with you guys. I'm talking about my business products to, to business owners. It's like, is that income generating activity? Yes, it is. And guess what time it is? It's eight o'clock in the morning. So the reality is by eight thirty, nine o'clock in the morning, I've done more income generating activity today than most business owners would do in an entire week, if not a month. Mm -hmm. And then I'll get off this call at nine and then I'll ask myself, what am I doing now? And is this income generating activity? So I want at least 80% of my day to be income generating activity. And if I, if I come across a task that doesn't meet that criteria, but if, if, I, if I'm doing something like, I don't know, uh, designing a new logo for my website, is that income generating activity? No, it isn't. Well, I'll stop it and I'll, I'll transition into income generating activity. So that, that's the number one thing is like, make sure that 
the vast majority of your time is income generating. You can't, you can't spend 80% of your day doing income generating activity and not increase your, your income. It's not possible. Mm. Well, and most entrepreneurs, most business people, they do, they do the opposite. They run towards the operation stuff because the, the income generating stuff, t- you tend to find yourself having to put yourself out there. Right. Like you're on this podcast yes. right now. You have to put yourself out there, right? You have to pick up the phone and dial. You have to. It'd be a lot easier to check like your them. emails right yeah, now. Yeah, it's a lot easier. On the podcast. <laughs> um, so, okay. So your focus first is you're focusing on income generating activities. Then, yes. So that's kind of how you're structuring your day, which is super important. And then like, where do I go first from a marketing perspective? Like, let's say I'm a real estate agent right now or financial advisor. Like what, what should I be focused on from a marketing standpoint? So you're going to want to do an 80-20 analysis of your business. So with you guys, for example, I'm sure you'll find 80% of your podcast downloads come from 20% of your episodes. So if you go back and you do an analysis of that and say, okay, let's look at all of our downloads. Let's look at the breakdown of percentages. And you say, okay, well, 80% of downloads, you you have some podcasts that do 10,000 downloads and you have other podcasts that do 500. I mean, I I don't know your numbers, but just just for nice math. So what you want to do is you want to go back and find the 80% or the 20% that are producing 80% of the downloads and then look for the commonalities within those. So there'll be topics within those, within the, the, the 20%. So then you just double down on that, right? You get rid of the 80% that are not really being listened to topic-wise. You determine where the majority, what, what topics the majority of the downloads are coming from, and then you just double down. So you're going to get a 500% increase in downloads without having to do any more podcasts. Mm. Just, just, as an, just as an example. And that, that's going to hold true across the board. 80% of your sales are coming from 20% of your products. 80% of your sales are coming from 20% of your sales team. 80% of your revenue is coming from, from 20%. So you want to go across the, across the board, break it down, and figure out where is the majority of... Which is the hottest product? Who are the best employees? Look at, look at the customers and do it, do it uh, negatively as well. 80% of your complaints will come from 20% of your customers. So, so look at the, or 80% of your complaints will come on 20% of your products. So have a look and see what is the 80-20 breakdown. Because a lot, very few businesses are just a total disaster. There, there'll be pockets of success within each individual business. There'll be pockets of success within employees. There'll be pockets of success within, within uh, products, services, stuff like that. So, if we can just identify that and really double down, even more than double down, I don't know the number, you know, quadruple down or sextuplet down, or I don't even know I'm making words up. But. <laughs> 10x. <laughs> 10, 10x, 10x, baby. Yeah. You, you, you're going to get the same, you're going to get, you know, a, a 5x increase in productivity, sales, and results for really, you know, no additional effort. Mm. You, you cut out the waste and you, you really focus on what's working. That's, that's the next place to start. Double down, figure out what's actually working right now. Double down on that. Get yourself some quick wins. Yeah, I love that. Um, I have kind of always spelled it out for people is you want to act, track, and pivot. It's like you take action, you then track your results, then you're going to pivot, right? So nothing's going to yeah, work forever. So it's like constantly the iteration in your business. Who was it that we interviewed Talk that, about the Pareto principle? Um, yeah, that's the 80-20. Perry Marshall. Perry so, Marshall. I don't know if you follow Perry Marshall, but he talks about the idea, not only the Pareto principle being um, you know, 80-20, but then the fact that it's fractal, meaning that like within every 20% absolutely. is another 80-20. It's like There's an 80-20 in the 80-20, absolutely. Yeah. So no, but I love that because it truly is. It's like 
it, mo- our biggest problem as like salespeople, business owners, entrepreneurs is just knowing what to focus on. And, and Tony Robbins teaches, hey, where your focus goes, your energy flows. Oh, and so nice. many of us chase the shiny object, right? And this idea, this principle going, income generating activities is the guiding guidance metric. Then looking and going, hey, I'm going to take action. I'm going to track what my results are, this 80-20 type idea. And then I'm going to pivot. And if you just constantly wake up every day and do that, your day is going to be guided for you because you know exactly what you should be doing mm-hmm. instead of just being dictated by the, the fires that happen. So, all right, once you get to that step, where do you go next? Like, how do you get to the tools? Do you jump to the actual tools at that standpoint? Do I advertise on Facebook? Do I uh, do emails? Like, how do you lead people into what they should be using? So that that's going to depend very much on the business that they're in. So... You know, people ask me all the time, do you like Facebook or AdWords? I'm like, well, do you, you know, what's better, a screwdriver or a hammer? It's like, what are you, what are you trying to do here? You know, it's like that. It's, it's a really difficult question to answer because without knowing what it is that you're trying to achieve, it's like we have a toolbox of tools as marketers and it's like, you know, there's the perfect tool for the job, but we've got to know what the job is. So really like by, by the time you get to Facebook or AdWords or, or Twitter advertising or, or Instagram, all of that stuff, it's like, that, that that's that's really the final step. We're talking scale at this point. That, that those platforms are going to provide scale for us. We want something that we want to scale. So I, I work with a lot of business owners, and they always say, "I want to scale. I want to scale. I want to scale." I'm like, "Do you? Do you really?" Because everything scales. It's not just it's not just the the, the bottom line profits that scales. It's the headaches. It's the anxiety. <laughs> it's the sleepless nights. It's the stress. It's your bank Amen. Amen. <laughs> everything scales. Everything scales. It's a uh, it, you're you're just hoping you're hoping as a as a business owner the the income scales just at a faster rate than just the headaches and the anxiety <laughs> or scale, the other stuff scales enough that you can afford great medicine for the yeah. headaches and anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so exactly right. So so what we want to focus on first is really like once we've identified that eighty twenty. So it's really important to do that first because that is going to be the core push of our marketing. So we want a tip of the spear. So again, like you know, I, I look at business owners' websites and. It's like it's like a smorgasbord buffet. Mm. It's unreal. It's like they're not focused. You know, not focused at all. And it's like we are, want, we to, want to focus yeah. our marketing. We want to identify our most profitable, highest revenue, most most desirable product because that's what we're going to focus on on the marketing. Because marketing is expensive, and, and we need to make sure we're pushing our highest value, highest revenue, highest ROI product. Or our marketing is not going to be profitable. We can't push a low ROI product and expect marketing to be profitable. That's not going to work. So that's why we need to really take that time, do the 80-20 analysis, come up with your most desirable product, and then start to create a marketing campaign or a brand around your business that really focuses on that 80-20 product. So for, for example, like let's just say just as, just as an example, of, we're talking about Facebook, so let's talk about that. So let's say uh, you know, 90, 90% of my marketing clients want Facebook ads, but I offer LinkedIn, I offer SEO, I offer web design, I offer branding, I offer, you know, cleaning your kitchen sink for you. Every, every possible imaginable <laughs> conceivable service is what I offer. But if, they, if the market's telling me that they want Facebook, then I'm better off just creating the brand that it really focuses and specializes on Facebook. Allow that to be the tip of the spear because that's going to create desirable marketing that creates, you know, the desire to, to make a purchase, which we talked about. And then once they come into the business through that tip of the spear, we gain their trust. We gain we gain their, the trusted advisor status. Then we start to expand out into, you know, look, a, a, a great example would be, uh, 
life insurance. Like I, I went to talk to a life insurance agent quite a little, little while back. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 45 years old. I've got three kids and a wife. It's like, got to be responsible, right? It's like, I need some life insurance. So I, I start Googling it and, and I find someone who seems like they specialize in life insurance. So I go to his office and he's like, great, we're definitely, you know, we'll do that. We'll sort that out. So I get that sorted out. And, he, and then he goes, you know, this is a bit, not the nicest topic, but he goes, have you ever thought about what would happen if you and your wife were to simultaneously have a car wreck or something like that, if you're in the same car, where would your kids go? Mm-hmm. You know, you've just taken out $10 million worth of insurance. Is that $10 million going to go to somebody who take your kids on because they want control of the $10 million or, or are your kids going to go somewhere that you want them to go and that there's conditions around that $10 million? I'm like, hmm, interesting. He's like, wills and probate, you need a will. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, you're right, I do. So buy a will from him. And then he's like, Smart. What's, your, what's your retirement? And so, so anyway, it goes on and on and on. So if, 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 if Five I'd hours later. Ad, yeah, $100,000. Yeah. <laughs> if, if I'd have seen an ad for a will, I had no desire for that. Yeah. I didn't know that I needed a will. It was the fact that this, this person really focused in on life insurance. I looked at his website. I'm like, yeah, this is the person for life insurance. He got me into his office with that bait. And then boom. It just mushroomed out and he ended up selling me like five financial products. Mm. So that, that's well, kind of the model that you want to employ. Yeah, it also shows you why you have to diversify your marketing, you have to diversify your messages. So if I'm in real estate, I'm financial services right now, I'm thinking, what are the different things that I offer? Obviously, as a real estate agent, you know, your product is mainly yourself. You know, you're, right. you're essentially... You're essentially marketing yourself, but you're also marketing the things that you sell. So making sure that you're running enough where you can capture somebody with your personality or your connection or the fact that you're a community expert because people might not know that they want a house, but they know that they're more, they want to get more involved in the community, right? They might not know that they need a realtor, but they know that they want to look at houses, which leads them to the real estate agent. So it's that kind of idea of making sure that you are not only trying out the different platforms, but trying out different market. Don't put all of your marketing dollars into one message or one basket. You are a busy professional and have a ton of things to do for both your business and your life. And if you're overwhelmed by the thought of setting up your marketing every month, let Reminder Media take care of it for you and automate a monthly touchpoint system with our 12 Direct program. Once each month, we'll send a specially designed postcard with your message and personal brand to your geographic farm. And even better, we have targeted mailing lists available to help you zero in on your perfect prospect. Schedule a free consultation with one of our marketing experts and see how we can set up a year's worth of marketing in just five easy minutes. Visit ReminderMedia.com slash Year of Postcards to set up a free consultation today. That's ReminderMedia.com slash Year of Postcards. Take action on this today. What's well, super practical too, because we've seen this in our own business. We have multiple products as a marketing company. And as we've tried to sell multiple products on the same call, our sales, it, like, collapses. it, it collapses. It doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. When we focus on just selling one product, i.e. like our magazine, we get like a 60 to 70% upsell rate on the digital products that we were trying to sell yeah. with the magazine yeah. and yeah. no one was buying. And it's the it's the human. So this is very, very practical. Like we see this in our own business. It's like you want to be the solution to everything because you're just so excited to help that client. But the reality is, is you're not going to help that client at all if you overload them with all the solutions. Just hone in. And, and the way to do that is you're saying focus on that you know, what's driving 80%. What, what about the people who don't have any past sales? What do you tell them? Like, if I have nothing, like I'm just getting started and I don't have this 80%, 20% I can look at, what do I do there? 
Yeah. So I, I you know, I'm always, I'm always my customer research. I'm always, I'm always my, uh, uh, you know, I, I go to myself because really everything I do, every product that I put out, every service that, that, that I create is it, it's a problem that I've solved in my own life. It's a problem that I've solved in my own life. So my, I'm like, well, I know if I have this problem, other people will have this problem too. And I know if, if this solution worked for me, this solution will work for them. So I always start with myself and I'm like, what problems have I solved? And then I just, I just go a little bit introspective and I'm like, what was the process leading up to that? What, what, what kind of emotions was I experiencing? What pain was I suffering? What problems did I want to alleviate? And that's where I start. I always start with myself because like... I'll, excuse me, I'll write an ad, for example, and the way, the way I do that is I'll write it down, I'll file it for a week, I'll come back to it, and then I'm like, I look at it with fresh eyes, like I've, I don't even remember what I've written, and I'm like, would I respond to that? Mm. And a lot of times I write an ad, and I think, this is brilliant, I'm a genius, and then I come back to it a week later, I'm like, this is terrible, <laughs> man. This is That's like music, when sometimes I, I play a song, and I'll sing it, and I'll be like, this is amazing, then I'll Going listen to the back. top of the charts. Yeah, and then like, ooh, ooh, that's rough. <laughs> Yeah, so start start with the problem that you've solved and 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 visit your own journey. It's great. Visit your own journey. What what journey did you go on to get to that point? And and if you're going on that journey, other people are going on that journey too. And and everybody's looking for a guide, right? Everybody's looking for a guide. Well, it's one of the most critical things we even see in sales. We have a lot of people on the phones at our company, so over 100 people doing sales and it's it's literally one of the best pieces of advice to connect with people from a marketing perspective, but also sales perspective, is put yourself in the shoes of the person you're calling and literally go, if someone called me right now, out of the blue, what would keep me on the phone with them? Mm-hmm. What would keep me engaged? And if you think constantly through that lens, which the best producers, they just naturally do that. They're able to, I almost describe it as like, I'm having a conversation with you right now, but my mind is actually outside the conversation and I'm watching it almost happen. It's like the best producers are the ones that are able to do that because they're constantly going, if I said this to somebody, how would that make me feel? That's probably how it makes them feel. So now I'm going to adjust. And it's kind of like this mind manipulation. (laughs) All right. So let's kind of, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, look, one, one of the biggest things, biggest mistakes is like, People try to copy other people, right? It's like I see it all the time. It's like they try to be someone else or they try to be another business. And it's like the only thing that I have is Cody Butler that is a genuine USP, a genuine unique selling proposition is that I'm Cody Butler. Like nobody can copy that, right? No. So if I try to be you guys and I'm like, I look at you guys, I'm like, oh, you guys are doing well. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to model your business. It's like I'm giving away my only USP. That's mm. it. It's the only genuine USP we have is that I am who I am and you are who you are. And just be yourself. It's like people, people look at what other people are doing and they, they just give away their own identity far too quickly. It's like be yourself, which is difficult because if you reject me, you're rejecting me because I'm being myself, right? It's like, it's not, if, if you reject, you know, if I pretend to be Frank Kern or, you know, something like that, or, right. you know, Gary V or something like that, you're rejecting the persona of Gary V I'm presenting. But if you yeah, reject that's... me when I'm being me, that's, that's painful. So yeah. just be yourself. That That's the thing about sales is like, Here's the number one thing to sales is give a shit. <laughs> That's it. Hashtag. That's amazing. That's yeah. it. If if I if I was if I was trading your hundred salespeople right now, I'd go into the room and I'd say, "Here it is, everybody. Take your pen, and paper out. Write this down. 
give a shit. Yep. Thank you very much. See you all later. I love it, man. <laughs> it, no, it's true. It's like I tell the, like in the level of sales, like if you want to become the Neo of sales, you actually walk in every day and it's more than just a commission check to you. Mm -hmm. It actually is, you're actually doing something to change the lives of the people you call. Right, you care. And it's like, if you, but it's so hard to get there as a salesperson because we all get commission breath and we're here to make a lot of money and we want to close the deal and blah, 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 blah. But it's literally like you actually care. I will tell you to just bounce off what you said about your unique selling proposition. I was listening to a podcast and this was powerful. It was talking about your identity and that there's only one you. And they use the example that even identical twins have a unique fingerprint. Even identical twins have a unique fingerprint, meaning there is only one of them. And Um, so you're unique to the world. You have a unique purpose on the world, a unique plan for the world, right? And if you don't give to the world what you were designed to do, then you'll never get that. I thought that was, that was, I mean, that was so powerful. I was like, dang. All right. I don't know how I went off on that, but I thought it was super powerful. No, no. I want, I want to get kind of Cody. I want to, I almost want to jump to like, what's the end result? Cause obviously we don't have time to go over the entire book or the entire marketing plan. Sure. People could check that out. Uh, we'll give the links out here at the end of the episode before we close out. But like, what, what should I expect to have at the end of 90 days? Could you almost put like a tie a bow on the results? What should you expect to have after 90 days? Are you going to be a producing income at that point? Are you going to have a plan laid out where you'll start, yeah. be, you'll generate your leads, you'll be able to start selling or, or uh, closing people online or on the phones, however you're doing it? Yeah, so if you're, if you're an existing business, you can expect to start generating revenue within 24 hours. So whenever I work with a private client, well, the first thing I do is, is we do a, a, a liquidation campaign because obviously the, the, the quicker you can get somebody some results, the, the, the better it is for everybody, right? They have the confidence in me, they have the confidence in the process. So whenever I start working with somebody one-to-one, it's like the very first thing we do is a liquidation campaign to, to liquidate the costs of the engagement up front. So the very first chapter of the book, I put the, the liquidation campaigns in there, which if you've been in business for more than six months, that, that there's money on the table, I guarantee it. I guarantee you there's money on the table. If you've, if you've been networking, if you've been talking to people, if you've got a LinkedIn account, if you've, if, if you've been doing anything at all, if you've been sending out proposals, if you've talked to people and they've said no or, or anything like that, if you've got any kind of, if you've come into contact with another human being in your business in the last six months, <laughs> there's money there. We will get you some money that you, you because look, the number one mistake, well, I've said the number one mistake a few times. There's like five number one mistakes. Right? But a massive mistake <laughs> that people make is they simply don't follow up enough. Whether it's That's salespeople. Amen it's to that. Marketing. People just quit too soon. That's all it is. If you, if you take one thing away, go, don't quit so soon. So I think it's 50% of people that inquire of a product or service will buy that product or service within 18 months of making that inquiry. So somebody that goes into a life insurance office, will 50% of those people will buy life insurance. They haven't gone there because it's a cool place to hang out, right? They've gone there because they have a need. So 50% of people that go into a life insurance office will purchase life insurance within 18 months, but only 15% will purchase in the first 90 days. Wow. So the, the, the vast majority of sales on the, uh, uh, from day 90 to day 560. And in, in my own market, I'll give you an example just to make it concrete. Uh, the 90-day value of an email address for me, when, when somebody signs up for something that I do, like a free report or something like that, it's worth $20 to me approximately, $90 and some change in the first 90 days. It's worth just a tad under $100 at the 560-day point. 
So I've produced $20 per email at three months. I've produced $100 per email at 560 days. So if I quit at that 90-day point, if I stopped marketing to those people at that 90-day point, $80 of the 100, 80% of the revenue would be left on the table. And the thing you have to understand as a salesperson or as a business owner is when somebody says no, they're not saying no, they're saying not right now. Mm-hmm. They're not saying no to you. They're saying now, if I call you guys and say, hey, I'd love to be on your podcast, and you go, not, not right now, Cody. It's like, well, maybe, maybe you've got 100 guests lined up. So you're not saying no to me. You're saying no, not right now. Now's not a good time. Mm. If I reach out to you every month and say, is now a good time? Is now a good time? Is now a good time? Maybe six months, eight months, 12 months. But I say, oh, you know, yeah, you know, this guy's not going away. Let's let him on. It's like... <laughs> yeah, it's so true, man. So true. I, I couldn't agree more. It's, it's like the squeaky wheel gets the grease. It's like the more... In, and it's the fine line, but I always tell people it's literally at first they're curious, second they're annoyed, third they respect you. Mm. Right. Meaning like if you yeah. kept coming, we'd be curious who you are. Then we'd tell you no and you kept coming, we'd be annoyed with you. Eventually, <laughs> we would actually be like, Who is this guy? And maybe we should give this guy a shot because man, he is just persistent in the passion that he yeah. believes he can bring to our podcast. Yep. And like I mean, it would literally and that's the cycle that happens at every stage for for a salesperson to follow up. And and yet yeah, they give yeah. up too soon. Can, can I add something to that? Yeah. So the, the, the stronger of two belief systems will always, work, will always win out. If I believe I'm going to get on your podcast stronger than you believe you're going to keep me off, I'm going to get on. <laughs> <laughs> That's the golden nugget right there. That's awesome. The stronger of two belief systems will always win. <laughs> that is so good, man. That's great. All right. So I got to ask you, man, because we, we ask everybody who comes on the show, you know, especially people, you know, that we're interviewing are successful, right? So yeah. we always want to know, Hey, what are the routines that you have implemented in your life? And maybe you don't have any, but I'm curious if you do like, hey, these are the things that I look back and go, yeah, these are the routines I try to do all yeah. the time because they have generated success for me. Yeah, you got to, if you want to, if you like, if you want to produce money, sales, you can't pursue it directly. You've got to, you've got to understand the environment money shows up. And so let me give you an example to make this concrete. So if you want ice, you don't have, you have to know the conditions that ice shows up in. You have to know that you need water and you need a sub-zero environment. If you put water in a sub-zero environment, you have that, that ice will show up. You don't have to get down on your knees in front of your freezer and beg for, for you know, please God, please God, please God, let some ice show up. My drinks are hot. You, you understand, you can't pursue ice directly. You have to understand the environment in which it shows up. And business success is exactly the same. So if I'm going on a sales drive, I'm going on, if I'm trying to grow my business, I don't ask, how can I get more sales? How can I get more money? I ask the question, what environment does more money show up in? So if I go to my team and I say, hey, we need to increase sales by 50% this month, I'm going, to, I'm going to crucify my business because they're going to do stuff I don't want them to do because I've just told them to create more sales and they're going to, you know, they're going to do stuff I probably don't want them to do. They're not thinking right. But if I go to my team and I understand that sales results, income shows up, is, is a byproduct of value. If I go to my team and I say, hey guys, look, I got to, you know, let, let's brainstorm this. How can we create a better user experience? How can we create a better customer experience this month? How can we add more value to our clients this month? What can we do to really wow, wow the people that are coming into our universe this month? And I get them thinking in those terms. I don't ask them, how can we create more sales? I ask them, how can we create the environment in which sales show up in? How can we create a better experience, so on and so forth? The, the byproduct is sales, right? So 
one, one of the routines that I go through is I constantly, 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 constantly remind myself that sales is a byproduct of value. Mm. And, and I'm, I see it all the time. I'm sure you got, you got 100 sales guys. I know you see it all the time. You bring a new sales guy in and he's on fire. And then after three months, the sales stop. And I guarantee what's happening is the person shows up, they're thinking value, value, value. They're thinking, how can I help the prospect? How can I help the person on the other end of the phone? They have a lot of success because they've created the environment in which sales shows up. And then they, they, they get obsessed with the sales and it becomes about making more sales. It stops becoming about being about the value. Mm. So whenever I see a sales guy who's not performing, who was performing, who stopped performing, I know what's happened. He's gone from thinking, how can I add more value and caring about this prospect to how can I make more money for myself? Hmm. 100%. So one of my routines is, is uh, every day I take a pen and paper and I write, how can I create more value to the universe? How can I create more value to my customer base? How can I become more valuable to the marketplace? That's really, really important. And as you know, Tony Robbins says, constant, can I? Constant and never-ending improvement in that area, you know, specifically in that area. So that, that's really, really the big, the thing that's really driven a lot of my success. Is what an incredible question. Mm-hmm. I love that. That is so good. What is it? What is the saying? It's like the, the smart people, it's like they know how to ask the best questions. It's like, <laughs> I, it's I like, mean, yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. it. Wasn't that, who, was that, who said that? Tony Robbins, that, if you want better fact, results, ask better questions. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, there you go. I was going to say fact check it, Ariel. I think Josh Cody is, was here. Josh is laughing at me like, no one said that. I was, was like, no, I swear someone said that. <laughs> no one said what you said. Well, the essence Tony was Tony Robbins said what paraphrase. Cody It was said. paraphrased. Hey, it was yeah, paraphrased. Paraphrased. So, see, see, you know what I mean? <laughs> Paraphrase. All right. Last question for you, brother. Knowing what yeah. you know now, right? The yeah. journey you've been on. Yeah. What would you go back and what advice would you give to your younger self? Chill out, relax. It's going to be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the ride. Like, you know, sometimes it's okay to be a passenger. You know, you don't have to be in charge. You don't have to be a control freak. You don't have to be in charge. Like the, num- the number of times I've screwed a deal up, like, big client and they're about to come on board and I say something stupid and you know it's like I think oh no the world's ending my business is going to collapse financial ruin is ahead of me and it's like hmm. you know guess what never happened almost almost everything that that that's ha- that, that I've experienced or I've, I've created anxiety and turmoil about in my mind never happened had no no impact on my business I don't even remember why I worried about it so the number one thing I'd say is you got to enjoy the ride just sit back relax Everything's happening for a reason just because you don't know why it's happening right now. Even this, you know, current corona crisis, it's like, you know, I was talking to my wife about it yesterday. And I'm like, look, you know, we, we, we're getting all upset and, and been out of shape over it, but let's find a way to be grateful. Let's find, mm-hmm. let's, let's look for the positive in this because 10 years from now, we're going to see how, how good came out of this. Mm-hmm. As, as, as crazy as that is to believe, I'm like, everything that happens, happens for a reason. And just sit back and, and, and trust that it's happening for a reason. That, that's it, really. Just relax. Enjoy the ride. or You're going to be a nervous wreck. You're going to be a mess. Yeah, that's awesome. That. Yeah, thank you so much for being here, Cody, sharing uh, part of your 90-day marketing plan. Uh, love that. Love that idea. 50% of leads will buy in 18 months. Only 15% will buy in 90 days. If you guys want to hear a podcast Luke and I did on the art of following up, it's episode 162, and we go over some of that exact stuff where we'll give you some tactical advice on how many times you should be following up, how you should be following up. So thanks again for being here, Cody. Before we close out, let people know how they can get in touch with you and how they can get your books. Sure. So I have my own podcast. Can I talk about that quickly? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. 
So I've got a podcast called Small Business Marketing Made Easy. Started that about three or four months ago. That's going really well. So awesome. if you like, if you like the kind of stuff I'm talking about, we get into that. Small Business Marketing Made Easy with Cody Butler. Uh, the 90 Day Marketing Plan dot biz. If you want the book, it's also available on Amazon and CodyButler.com. Awesome. All right, Cody. Thanks again for uh, being plus here. Plus all the usual suspects, Facebook, LinkedIn, all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Dive Deeper in this episode. We're going to include all of those links as well. Uh, head on over to staypaidpodcast.com. While there, you can find out the uh, find the video for this episode and all of our episodes as well. If you're looking for ways to support the show, there's two ways we ask you to do that. First is to go on over to iTunes. We mentioned it at the top of the show. We're mentioning it twice every episode now because we got to get to number one, baby. Yes, and we got to continue out of time. to follow up. We got to continue to follow up. Ask it. We got to annoy you. Yeah, we're not. We're not stopping. Might take us 18 months, but we ain't stopping. Today's featured review comes from following from uh, Apple Podcast. So the user's name is following. So I think they're following us. <laughs> Gets me pumped up for my day. Five stars. He or she says, the positivity and energy of these guys is unrelenting. Whenever I need to lift my spirits and get myself back on track, I listen to stay paid. Thank you following for leaving that review on, on Apple Podcasts. You can leave your review on Apple Podcasts. We will read it on the show. I promise. Hmm. Unless it's bad. I'm going to read the bad ones. If we ever get a bad one, yes, I will read it. We will read it. Yeah. Someone's going to write a bad one just so it gets read. Crap. Come on, Josh. That's like bad marketing right there, man. No. <laughs> Best way to help out the show is to tell a friend. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. You can also find us on Instagram at Stay Paid Podcast, and we are Stay Paid Podcast on Facebook as well. For this episode, I'm Josh Dyke. Guys, and I'm Luke Acre, and I want to give you kind of two different action items here because I think they are insanely powerful and stuff that you can actually execute. Is One is... I loved the power of switching the affirmations. Like I think one of the biggest golden nuggets from this podcast is that idea that, no, 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 no. Don't tell yourself I am a millionaire. I am a champion. Tell yourself I won't stop until I'm a millionaire. Tell yourself I won't stop until I reach whatever that affirmation is. I thought that was such an incredible, powerful thing that you should shift in your mindset that can really, really affect everything else you do. And then the second thing that I think is very, very tangible, that is really the crux of all this 90-day marketing plan that he's talking about, is the 80-20, meaning where is the piece in your business, in your sales, in the products which that's actually generating the 80%, and then focus in on that and double down on that. So look at your clientele right now, and who's the clientele that are generating 80% of your business? Double down on that. Look at the products that you're servicing right now. What are the products that are generating 80% of your revenue? Double down on that. Look at your marketing, what's generating. I think that's an exercise that all of us can do. And it would refine our marketing, refine our messaging, and most importantly, refine your focus. And focus is the key word here. It's because where your focus goes, your energy is going to flow. And why not focus your energy where you're actually getting 80% of the results? Remember this, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in every single industry Josh and I have worked in is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 